Hi, this is Amber, and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the podcast, I am a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007, and my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose alignment, uh, abundance work, sacred union work, and one-to-one coaching and healing sessions. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. So thank you for all your messages and all your support, all your support on the social media channels, as well as your email support and the donations that... uh, so many of you have sent in it's all really gratefully received it all goes back into creating more free content and trying to assist as much as possible at this time it's a strange time really to be of assistance because i'm aware that so many people need different things right now and i think um depending on where people are on their spiritual journey they have different needs you know some people are in fear um and that's a very specific state to work to to work with, and to awaken from. Um, whereas others are, uh, I'm not going to say more enlightened. I'm going to say others have just done more work. You know, so they kind of see different facets of what we're moving through right now, and they're looking for connection and community in a sense that they're not um, alone in how they're perceiving things. So. It's a tricky one to cater podcasts for people at this time, and all I can do is plant seeds that may uh, awaken something in someone who listens to this now, but also, you know, in months and years to come if the channel is still running um, in this form or not. So, uh, my last podcast was around the theme of fear, and I do think that that is an ever-present theme, and it gives me much to ruminate on. You know, how do we dispel fear? How do we move out of it? Some of the things that have really helped me in lockdown and um, this period, uh, definitely observing the beauty of nature. So how the air is clearer, how birdsong seems ever more present and louder, um, how the sky is clearer how there are actual cloud formations in the city. (laughs) And maybe people who live in the country take this for granted, but I know when I leave the city and I'm out in nature, I'm always mesmerized by the sky and and the clouds because you can actually see clouds, you know? Like proper fluffy clouds, like that old orb song, Little Fluffy Clouds, going way back to my clubbing days. Um, So... The beauty of that, you can actually see clouds and the sky is a blue colour and I'm not seeing vapour trails and chemtrails because there's no planes flying and that's really beautiful and the sound of silence because there's not that many cars and not that much traffic Um, and the vibrancy of colours. So I'm taking a lot of nourishment from things like that. Obviously having a practice really helps. So a meditation practice, journaling, yoga has been a complete lifesaver for me. Um, unlike, I think, people's perceptions of what healers are like, it's kind of interesting. It's a little bit like our perceptions of um, uh, performers. You know, like we think all 
rock stars are a certain way, or all actors are a certain way, or all dancers are a certain way, right? We have this glamorous idea or this idea, this notion of what they're like. And I think we have a similar notion of what healers are like, that they're constantly sitting on mountaintops, oming and sitting in the lotus position or doing a headstand. And that's actually not true at all. So, you know, I started doing yoga when I was about five years old because it was just what my body wanted to do, bizarrely. Um, and I continued throughout my life dipping in and out of yoga. And I haven't really been to classes. I've probably been to a handful of classes in my whole life. I've done yoga through um, like DVDs and online classes and books. You know, back in the day when everything wasn't on the internet, you read a book. And so I remember getting these amazing books on hatha yoga and ashtanga yoga and all these different forms of yoga that I was interested in and just kind of reading about the different poses and why you did them and what they meant and and then creating my own sequences and so um, for quite a period of my life I used to do yoga at least twice a day sometimes three times a day and it made a huge difference to my body and my um, my mental well-being at some very crucially difficult times in my life and so I find myself going back to the mat, um, and it, you know I'm a lapsed yogi. I come in and out of it, so it's a battle, isn't it, when you're on the mat with yourself? And I think that's um, something really beautiful that we can use this time to engage in. Um, other things that are nourishing, reading. You know, I kind of find that again back in the day. You know, I remember staying up till four, five in the morning just to finish a book. And because I had the luxury to do that, I suppose, and, you know, sitting on tube trains and buses and reading books, and everyone would be reading a book or, or, or a paper. And then at some point that changed and everyone was on their, you know, headphones listening to music, and now everyone's on their phones. And so the fast-paced nature of our existence means that for some reason we don't seem able to, to read, you know, to kind of sit down and read a book cover to cover. I've turned into one of those people that has about ten books on the go. So I'm using this time to actually work through my reading list. It sounds really simple and quite boring and really unsexy, but it's actually very grounding to know that there is one book that I will return to every day until I've finished it, and then there is another book that's waiting for me. And there's something quite grounding about that and nourishing again. Healthy food, you know, cooking up a good meal. We're bombarded with images of banana bread and making the most amazing salad or whatever, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be anything that just gives you joy to prepare, whether it's a great sandwich or a, a smoothie um, or a banana bread or, a, you know, a muffin, like whatever it is that you want to magic up in the kitchen, a really great cup of tea, a turmeric latte, like whatever it is that you want to do, really investing in that. Um, and, you know, making sure that day-to-day -day chores get done as well. And then taking trying to get some pleasure out of, I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I am, it's ridiculous in terms of just buying a loaf of bread, you know, it's like a mission. You have to queue for at least 10-15 minutes, if not longer, to get into a shop, and of course you have to make sure that you're distanced from everyone, and everyone's panicked that they're not distanced, and if, you know, someone looks at you because you've moved a step too close to them, they're kind of going through a kind of trauma and a trigger response, so that makes that all very bizarre to navigate and then when you're in a shop people are backing up against shelves because they don't want to walk past everyone and I think we're having a very heightened response to things that is damaging for our nervous systems and I've, as I've said before it's damaging in the long term 
in terms of how prepared and willing we might be to hand over our civil liberties at the other side of this. So to not be to not get drawn into that panic state is actually part of the mission to go out and get some bread or some food for the week is to just stay calm, to not freak out if someone walks too close to me, um, to not lose it because you have to queue for you know 20 30 minutes to get into a shop and then they don't have what you want and they all sound like really simple things and maybe things that you know some of you listening might be like well you're a healer so you should be raking your way through this and omming your way through it but you know I'm off duty when I go to buy my veg I'm just me being a human being um so to just find a zen moment in in all of that you know like just be to just be in that moment and to really appreciate the cue and appreciate the sunlight. And I find great joy from observing animals and kids because they continue to play no matter what's happening. Um, and of course, connecting with loved ones. So connecting with people that you really care about, people that are, you know, your manner, that are your kind of gold is really important at this time, whoever they are, right? I think we're also fed this sort of... Um, fallacy that everyone is on house party and everyone's on zoom chatting you know having this amazing social media experience and I I doubt that that's actually happening you know I think this is going to affect people in various ways so reach out to whoever that is whether it's your best friend your partner um, whether it's people that you live with or whether you live alone whether it's your life coach, your therapist, your counsellor, your healer, your teacher, your peer group, your yoga class, your book club, that guy, girl that you've been dating, you know, on and off, whoever, reach out and see what the response is like. And if the response feels good, continue to communicate at a pace that feels good for you. So all of these things are really nourishing. Music is really nourishing at this time, any time really dance, um, create, creative endeavors. So maybe you've always wanted to paint, you've always wanted to sketch, you've always wanted to write or learn an instrument or learn a language. Um, I'm revisiting, uh, when I was at school, I learned Italian and French, and then I studied Italian to A-level because I think it's a beautiful language. No offense to uh, the French speakers out there because I think French is also a beautiful language but I have a bit of an affinity with Italian I just think it's just magical so I've been revisiting learning phrases again for both of those and then there's other languages I've always wanted to learn like I've always been quite fascinated by I think I've got as well on my list of languages that I want to learn things uh Portuguese and Norwegian um I think they're kind of fascinating oh and Gaelic I think these are fascinating languages. So, um, you know, they kind of stretch the brain muscles a little bit. And that's what we want to do. We want to stop thinking about one thing. You know, one of the things about trauma and how trauma is created is by repeated patterns of behavior and repeated thought forms. They get solidified over periods of time. And you, we need to be exercising our muscles and our minds and our bodies and our souls and our spirits right now so we keep thinking and feeling other things because we will come through this and on the other side of this is what is kind of in many ways for me more interesting and more vital that we come out of this empowered and invigorated and in a new world we don't come out of this so crushed and belittled that we allow 
um, we allow our freedoms to be taken away, spiritually, emotionally, physically, practically, politically. So it's important that we keep our faculties strong and keep our, um, our spirit strong. If you go on the website sacredspacehealing.org and go to the YouTube channel, there is a series there called 21 Days to Create a Daily Practice. And it's a series of videos that I created years ago that you can start to follow and they will guide you on creating a daily practice. I also have a series of videos called 21 Days to More Love. And if that calls to anyone and you want that, I'm offering that for free at the moment. So just, um, it's a bit laborious because I have to add you to the YouTube video um, list because it's private. So you'll probably get 21 different emails from me with with clips to the video. But if, if this is what you want and you would like to follow the course, it's a really beautiful course, drop me an email, amber at sacredspacehealing.org. That's amber at sacredspacehealing.org, and I'll set you up with all of that. Or, uh, yeah. And then there's the Inner Light Meditation, and uh, that's also on the website, and a couple of other meditations as well that you could dive into. So please do have a little browse around the website. There are things that can assist you at this time. <clears throat> okay. So... Mm, the theme of fear is prevalent and I am offering you antidotes. And I think there was, if there was a title for this podcast, it would be Antidotes to Fear, if the word exists, antidotes. Um, and I'm going to offer you some other flavours today. So uh, 10 years ago, I started my shamanic journey, uh, a path of initiation, um, <clears throat> a huge kind of life change for me. Um, and a change of direction and a, and a change in consciousness and lots of really major things happened to me um, in my life at that point uh, which were very very challenging and during this challenging time I used to go for these long walks in nature and spending that time in nature uh, I, uh, through my long walks I got all this poetry kind of flow through me and I wrote my second collection of verse, which is called The Beloved Journey to Union, and that's out on Amazon if you wanted a copy. I can't work out how to do free copies yet, so um, I don't know how to offer that for free yet. I'm sure there's a way, but um, it's not too expensive, and it's out there on Amazon. It's called uh, The Beloved Journey to Union. And it's a very different style from my usual writing style, which is not this lyrical and not this romantic and not this kind of um, spiritual, um, but it's, uh, I, th I feel like it's um, real evidence of the, of the path that I was walking at the time of this initiation that I was experiencing and how I was opening to love and to connection and unity consciousness in a way that I'd never experienced before. So uh, I'm going to read a poem from that collection because it's on the subject of love and fear. The worst people ever to ask to read their own work are poets. So we don't really put any inflection into it, we just kind of dish it out. So don't expect anything fancy. Okay, here we go. This is called Be Still. We fear to love, to show our affections, lest we be rejected, lest the heart that has braved lifetime after lifetime may find itself starving in pain, that the love we shared was taken and our outstretched hands are left empty and cold. 
We fear to take our truth and pour it into the ears of our beloved, into the senses of those we meet. We fear to mouth our caresses to a complete stranger, regardless of the faint handprint they have left on the small of our backs, guiding us with a glint in the eye. We fear to share that which we do not own. We fear to share that which is abundantly continuous, somehow believing that love can reach its limit, a supply that starts to sputter and falter when we need it the most. We smile at our neighbour and wait for a response, and when none is given, feel cheated. We caress our lovers and expect arms full of gifts. We forget that all is a never-ending cycle of birth and rebirth. The smile shared comes back tenfold, the kisses hundredfold, in these arms or others, in this form or another, in one shape or more. We do not own the guises of love. We do not own that which has spawned us, that which has crowned us and loved us. We caretake, take care to allow what we once came from, that expanse of all, to flow from all we are to all you are to all we shall be and beyond. We fear to share for fear we shall be left empty, and to share gives us more than we could ever have hoped. To love with no expectation, with no rule book. To love because to not is to cease to exist. Fear shall fear love, and in the end love shall envelop fear in her arms, and all shall be still. So if you want to read more, it's out there on Amazon. Um, and I leave you with a tune that I heard today um, on social media, actually. And there are positives to social media. Uh, and I'm just going to play a snippet of it and I urge you maybe to find the rest of it and indulge in some uh, soothing melodies to soothe you through these times. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org, that's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be. It's for the way you look at me Oh, it's for the only one I see V is very, very extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore can love 